Hello, you're listening to the Joys of Teaching Literature. We're talking about everything high school English, uh, how to make your life fun, easy, uh, exciting, uh, something where you really enjoy going to school and look, look forward to it. Um, and uh, if you want to know more about me, you can go to theteachersworkshop.com. I offer online professional development for high school English teachers. I really wanted to make courses um, that, you know, after you walk away from professional development, you actually have something that you can use in your classroom as opposed to just theory and philosophy and um, just ideas about teaching. It's really something that, you know, again, you can kind of go and, and, and walk away and, and think, oh, yeah, I'm excited to implement this in my class. Um, and actually what we're talking about today is um, the title of this episode is Meaningful Project-Based Learning for High School English. Uh, and what we're I'm going to sort of go over are the five different ob- objectives or goals um, of project-based learning. Um, I just opened a course. Uh, I just created a new course uh, in the school, the school's teacher's workshop. I offer different courses. I have one kind of big, I guess you'd call it like signature course uh, that covers almost everything. And project-based learning is in that course too. Uh, but I'm basically sort of expanding on project-based learning. And I'm taking you through um, all the different, uh, well, I'm really focusing on one project that I'm doing this year uh, called the Conversation Project. Last year, I called it Free Literacy Blocks. I basically, um, I, I made the course because this is what I'm really passionate about, uh, is this sort of year-long approach that I take to, to project-based learning. It's not one single thing. I think a lot of people um, interpret a project as a single thing that you can do that's creative and fun for a week or two. And I took that approach when I first started uh, something called the Education Project early in my career. And I'm sort of just, I liked it so much that I kept basically expanding it more and more to sort of a variety. It's actually kind of like a variety of different projects that I call, I sort of label one thing and then just do uh, in, in intervals throughout the year. So I basically walk you through the details of that. I, you're able to download a bunch of the different projects that I that I um, did with my students and it's got an outline with quotes and different things questions and directions uh, for all those various projects um, with with you know keeping in mind that my sort of philosophy with pro- projects is that they're not extra work um, I think sometimes it you know if a kid's interested in something they can always take it you know do more of it or read more of it or watch more videos or podcasts uh, when they go home, uh, because they're interested in that topic, that's sort of the idea too, is that they find something they're interested in. Uh, but uh, it's not something where I, it's it's a huge. They they can do it all in school, and actually, I use it as a way of of breaking up units. And well, anyway, I, I sort of walk you through all the details of the project in the course. So today, what I'm just talking about is basically the reason to do it. <laughs> um, and I guess I think about this a lot because I teach seniors, but I, I also think about it. You know, when I when I talk, I think thought about it when I taught sophomores. Uh, we did this unit on night, and the end product of that that unit was to to create something that they could share and that was meaningful and sort of. I basically just asked them what they got out of reading the book, and that was sort of our final project. And that's op- you know really open ended sort of thing to do. And I teach seniors, so I'm sort of always thinking about um, who I want them to sort of be and. Um, what education in general should sort of do for our students before they leave and go off into the world and maybe continue their school, but maybe work and um, 
there's a lot of obviously opportunities for them. So I, I guess I'm thinking about that a lot when I when I make my project and I make my project with the fact that I teach seniors in mind because I want them to have something that they can show the school and um, there's a sort of couple of different elements of how they can share their sort of final product or final project. Um, th- like there's a larger project, there's different moving parts of it. It's kind of complicated, but then there's the the final thing that they do. And there's a couple of different ways that they share that with the school. So I guess that's sort of what inspires me and is something where I'm, I'm sort of looking at the thing that I did, uh, the project that I did, and then I'm you know always thinking about improving it. So I, I kind of revise it and improve it every single year and try something different. Um, and so that's why I sort of created the course because it's something that I've been experimenting with over the years and have, have really improved. And, and it's it's one of my favorite parts of, of teaching, hands down. It's I always, I think when I first started the project, I got really nervous because I didn't know, like I didn't have a plan. And the plan was to basically have my students do work, to have them share out what they what they encountered and I have different sources I throw at them but I didn't I never knew where the conversations was going right when you teach the lesson plan you know exactly where the conversation is going when you know what the activity is of course you know the things that they um, contribute to the conversation you can't predict that but there's a certain level of predictability with a novel unit or short stories or poems all the stuff that we normally do but with this project, it's way more open-ended, and I never know. I guess the thing that makes me nervous about it is that I never know how long um, the conversations are going to go. <laughs> Sometimes there's like one article that we'll talk about for an entire class period, <laughs> and then sometimes we'll go through ten. You know, so there's no sort of rhythm to it. But it's always fun. It's always uh, something that works out, and something. It's also something that my classes always end up on the same page. So it's not something that's an organizational nightmare or anything like that. Um, so anyway, if, if you are interested in the course, um, I am just opening it for a short period of time for a sort of winter co- cohort. Um, so you can register, but but if you're listening to this, uh, it's it's going to close on Friday at midnight. So you have till Friday uh, to sign up and register for the course, and, the, and then it will close. And actually, I also have a, um, a discount if you if you go to my website, theteachersworkshop.com, um, there's uh, and get on the my email list. I'll, I'll I'll send you out a coupon, and there's a sort of certain uh, there's a percent of twenty percent off, uh, and that will last until Friday too. Um, and it's I tried to price it as reasonably as I possibly could. I never know what to to price my courses to be fair, and I never know what people sort of want to cough up. Um, but I tried to to make it as reasonable as possible, so it's a pretty low price. I think it's around somewhere in the seventy dollar range. Um, so so hopefully that will make it affordable and and fun and and really i it's i hate to like throw the word around uh life-changing around to expressing life-changing around but it really is and uh it's something that that really makes teaching like it's the thing that i love the most about teaching is doing projects like this because they you they basically take the things that they learn from reading literature and all the different things that they learn from reading literature and just use it um in this other um sense and and so uh, you can sort of look into that if you want it's the teachersworkshop.com and there'll be links for the uh, to enroll in the class there um, I mean what it what it primarily does is it, it changes the energy of of my classroom it's just like this enthusiasm you know we, we're talking about relevant and, and modern learning about the world that they live in and that's the focus so it's 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 
if you want to call it informational, it's kind of an <laughs> irritating term. I think it's it's nonfiction. Um, I don't know why. That's just like the traditional word. I guess it makes more sense to say informational. But either way, it's it's modern. It's it's contemporary. However you want to say it. It's you know I say that some of the some of the sources I have are from the seventies and eighties. Um, so it's definitely twentieth, late twentieth, early, and of course twenty first century uh, sources. Um, and so. I do think that this is a, a pro, like, think about it. Like, why did you get into teaching? You want, you got into teaching not, so that your kids will remember your class and remember you forever, right? You didn't get into teaching to just kind of check boxes of what books you read. And, you know, you want to be a great storyteller, a person with an opinion, somebody who, who they admire for your ability to sort of navigate difficult conversations and be professional and be kind and courteous and compassionate. Um, you want them to remember you as this person who really cares about everything, um, not just, you know, this this odd thing we call literature that we got into when we were in college. And uh, of course, we hand that passion down too, but but we want them to understand that we're a person who's a citizen and, and you know, thinks about everything deeply, not just, you know, fictional stories. Um, and you want it to be something that they remember as well, right? So that you want them to have something that they can save and have forever. I'm sure you remember, but I know I have projects um, that I did when I was in elementary school and middle school. Um, and there's, there are things that I, I have a vivid memory of. It's, I, it's part of the reason I am the person I am today is because I had these really amazing projects um, that I could like sort of save and show my parents and show my family and, and be proud of. And so you, you want to have something like that at the end of the year. Um, but the reason I'm doing the, the, the course now, I'm closing it on Friday, is because I, I think it's important to, to have this sort of year-long approach so that at the end of the year, there's some kind of, of you know, when you think about it, you give them a final and it's just, you know, maybe all the different, I mean, I know I used to give a final where they talk about a different, couple of different novels, but this is just like, hey, what did you learn this year? Um, you're putting it all together, um, but you have to start that work of, of the project and all the different things involved with the project really um, in the first semester. So depending, or sorry, second semester. <laughs> uh, and I also think about this myself, again, teaching seniors because the second semester is a time the AP is over. Um, I feel like my kids are ready for the AP uh, pretty early anyway, so it's, it's something that I focus on and where I can actually people always ask me like man it must be rough teaching seniors you know it's the second semester they're all checked out senioritis senioritis you know <laughs> and it's like no actually that this is my favorite time of year because because i can sort of do what i want i can get creative uh have them take on these different things um where they can express their creativity and how they feel about different things um and sort of choose their own adventure if you will and uh so it's actually my favorite time of year. I always look forward to it. It's really laid back. It's something where I can listen to, to everything about it. I can really listen to, to them express who they are and how they see the world. And um, so it's, it's definitely my favorite time. It's springtime. Uh, it's just relaxing. But it's also this, this thing where I can have really deep, good conversations and learn about their perspectives. Um, and I don't have to do a lot of work. You know, that's the, it's the wonderful thing about it. I don't do much work. I do a lot of listening. I help, again, I help navigate conversations. Um, 
and it's not something where I'm piling a lot of homework. So it, it's something where they're sort of grateful because they can come to school and not just like, hey, let's put on a movie. It's the end of the year, you're seniors, you know, that kind of silly stuff. You know, they're actually going there to like think deeply about things and, and share their thoughts and get excited about going off into the world. Uh, you know, regardless of what year you teach, you know, it's an exciting thing always to have that next stage of life. Um, and you want to pa- you want to get package up what you learned in some way from your year, regardless of what what you know what year you teach. So, um, yeah, I'm calling it this year. I've called it different things throughout the year and have different approaches and different ways of handling it. This year, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm well, I'm calling it the conversation project. And so the idea is that they can talk about anything and everything, and the focus is to prioritize real life I think I think everybody's burned out from the pandemic I try to have a topic that's timely um, where you're sort of thinking about something that's going on uh, the year of the pandemic I remember it was it was randomly creativity so a lot of the kids were like we have to get so creative to like you know have fun senior year and this was hard but we got creative that kind of thing and one year it was the hope project so this year I'm, I'm thinking about the conversation project because it, we want to sort of return to that life without technology. I know I haven't been doing pretty much anything on computer, computers, a little bit here and there, but I still feel pretty burned out from the pandemic, and I'm just, like, really excited. And actually, there was this day um, a week or two ago in one of my classes, and it was just, I felt like it was back. I felt like we were back. I felt like every hand in my class, it was, it was random. I don't even know... I think it was like a, a think pair share kind of situation where I gave them a bunch of work to do independently and then they just shared their thoughts out about it. But I had every hand raised, um, different people bouncing ideas off each other in the class. It was just, it was a very enthusiastic conversation. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting because I feel like I haven't really had that in a while. Um, it's, I feel like I've been like getting there, but I feel like, oh yeah, this was what life was like before. <laughs> I don't want to be like dramatic about it. Um, but, but I do think that that's at least what I, I think it's important in our society right now. Uh, and culturally, I feel like there's, because of social media, there's this tendency to, um, just fight somebody from behind a screen, um, and say whatever you want because you don't have to sort of talk to them about it. And I feel like people have these growing, uh, increasingly extreme opinions on things, um, so I just feel like conversation is really important, like really looking at somebody, talking, figuring something out, exchanging ideas, you know, just, you know, summarizing things and just answering like really philosophical questions that where there's no wrong answer. It's just like, um, you know, a, a good long talk about things. So that's sort of the spirit of the project. Um, but it's but the objective is to help them find something they're passionate about. Um, and, and they're going to do that through the consumption of modern media. In the end, they can they can create their own media. So the first, it's about consumption of all the different media. And I sort of in the course, I'll take you through um, the different ones I have and give you actual sources that you can distribute to your kids. Um, but it basically, uh, at the end of the project, you're moving from consumption to creation, and that's I actually structured the course with four different sort of uh, modules, if you will, to move you from one sort of stage to the next through the course. Um, so that's kind of the philosophy of it. Um, but by the end, they're, they're going to be able to express their newfound philosophy and perspective that they gained from doing the project. I basically see this as an opportunity to hit pause 
and reflect on the world that we live in. So we're talking, again, every, anything and everything. So the economy, science, innovation, uh, business, crime, free will, language, sports, migration, technology, race. I mean, I could just keep going, right? But it's it's just a variety of topics that I think Mike's, I think the technology conversation is always getting them going. We talk a lot about school and education. So that always gets them, them talking because they have opinions about that. But basically anything that they're curious about and that they want to share out with the group. Um, our students create a, crave a deeper understanding of history and literature, but they also want the opportunity to have deep, lengthy conversations with their peers about what it all means. All right, so we're going to go quickly through the, the five objectives of this pro, the pro, uh, project-based learning in general. So the first one is passion. Uh, project-based learning allows students to choose their own topics and questions to pursue rather than have their teacher control everything. Now, at the same time, there is a lot that I basically give them as options so they can kind of pick from these different uh, sources. We want them to pursue, and projects. Uh, so we want them to pursue a meaningful topic that interests them and inspires curiosity. Uh, with projects, they get time in school to learn more about it and then share that learning with others. The second thing that we want to do here is create uh, empathy. Uh, so many of the sources in my project involve real-life stories from people who overcome hardship or have a unique view on the world caused by their upbringing. Uh, novels, short stories, poems have an important place in the curriculum, but hearing a person, this is why I'm doing a podcast, because I think there's something special about hearing a person tell a story in real life. Again, that's the spirit of the project, too. It's like, what else, what is different about when a person tells a story? What has their tone change? All those sort of things we're thinking about. Um, and, and, the, and the sort of reality that happens when a person expresses an idea out loud. It has a special power that inspires empathy and, and also compassion. So the, the ability to sort of act on your empathy and act on the fact that you understand how somebody else feels and you're willing to do something about it. Uh, projects also allow students to have conversations with real people. And that includes um, anyone that they, they know outside of school that's, that's, that they would like to potentially interview or have a, con again, not even just interview, but just have a conversation with on a topic. So I've had students interview all kinds of different people, from politicians to uh, people they work with at a pizza shop to their little brother, you know, stuff like that. So they can, of course, they all, you know, a lot of the times go to their parents. Uh, but I know I had a project in high school where I interviewed my parents and learned a lot about who they were and their story. Uh, I think it was related to the Joy Luck Club. Um, so that's always, that's, you know, you can, that's something at senior year, you know, where they can really sit down as, as you know, a young adult and, and learn about a little bit of their parents and, and what they experienced. Uh, the next thing is civility. The third thing is civility. Um, I kind of talked about it this a little bit, but uh, basically it's it's very important for a child to learn. I mean, we're, we're so focused on writing that I think this, this is where we also focus on uh, how kids can debate, how they can exchange ideas and tell stories in real life and the importance of doing that. It's always going to have a value no matter what job they have. Um, so we want them to read literature, but also we want them to read body language and tone, images, uh, you know, those images that we see on the screen. Uh, but we want them to learn how to politely disagree with somebody and find common ground or a common goal that makes things civil. Uh, the fourth thing is independent thinking. Um, our students are just beginning to think for themselves. It's an exciting time when you think about it, right? For them to challenge and criticize the world they've inherited. This is not a world that they've created. It's a world they've inherited. So now that they've learned a lot about it through this project, 
um, they can they can kind of do something with it. They can think on their own about you know their their own opinion. They can express their own opinion. Not only do we want students to summarize and interpret sources, but we also want to know what they think and what they and and what to do about what they read or saw to come up with solutions for the things that they they sort of encountered in history or current events. Media now contains so much more than words, so students also need to learn how to interpret videos and images as well. And the last thing, of course, and this is sort of the progress of the course that I make, is toward creativity. So in addition to meaningful conversations, students need to learn how to package their thoughts and express them using modern media. My final assignment always involves deep thinking and writing, but it expects students to do more with it. Uh, and they will often share their final product online and with their friends and family. Throughout the project, students create podcasts, write fiction, and are generally free from the regular academic limitations that might stifle their explosive teenage thoughts. <laughs> I thought about what to end with, and I thought explosive teenage thoughts is a good place to end. Um, but yeah, that's at, at the end of the course, I basically described the final project that I have. Um, and it, I've, I, I, they have brought me to tears on so many different occasions, like just really moving, insightful, um, just incredible, uh, incredibly creative, different approaches over the years I've gotten um, to the visuals and, and videos that I've gotten. Um, but there's a couple of different moving parts there with the end thing uh, that we do. So it's, it's um Please join us. You know, it's it's fun if you've been listening to my podcast and have thought about taking a course. I feel like this is this is something that I'm really passionate about. I think it's something that uh, you'll be able to to really get excited about in your class. You'll be able to use it regardless of the grade level, um, and you'll be able to walk away with a bunch of projects that I've used. Again, the most recent one has I think it has close to I think it has at least 80 sources um, to different websites, podcasts, things that, that I think teenagers will really love um, reading and, and thinking about. So you'll be able to walk away with something to actually use in your class. Uh, and, and I promise you, your kids will absolutely love it. They'll love the freedom of it. They'll love the idea that they can have this relaxed conversation where it's not like, hey, we're going to like close read this and, you know, rhetorical devices and, um, you know, we're going to get a test on it. Like there's no test on it. It's just, it's just in the spirit of this um, project and it's, it's not focused on grades. It's not, you don't have to do a lot of work. You can assign as much work as you want, but it's, you know, there's not a lot of work involved in it. It's just a really fun thing that you stop to do every once in a while. And I've really, really grown to love it. It's this nice little break. Um, and sometimes the kids are like, can we do this again? And they'll like beg me for more time to spend on this project. And that's why I've really expanded it year after year. Cause why not? You know, they get, they get a kick out of it. They, they really love it. Um, I think they discover we, this is what school is about is discovering what you love and, and pursuing it more and sharing those thoughts with other people. It's, it's really the heart and soul of education, the ability to have a deep conversation, think, uh, about the world and and it's it, we very rarely get into philosophy with our kids and this is that opportunity to kind of just just to talk and to you know to think out loud and to be free from some of those more hard academic tasks that we're getting into throughout the year um, but I think it will pull those kids back into those tasks once we return to them 
uh, because th- because you've created this class that has a great culture and it has a great c- culture of like listening and uh, f- making everybody feel comfortable and able to express themselves and that's this fun place where they want to be and so they'll be more engaged with the regular stuff that you do in your class so it has these other sort of consequences um, again for me like in the second semester it's a struggle to keep kids interested and I don't have that struggle anymore it's, it's just really really fun and um, I give more and more time to this project year after year. My kids always, at the end of the year, I have like a feedback form where they give me um, sort of a review or just feedback on me as a teacher and the curriculum and what books we read and the projects. And they, every all of my students always are like, please, more of this project. It was so fun. Um, it was the best thing I've done in school. Uh, they just they talk on and on about it and so um, if you want to provide that experience for your kids i know that's why you got into education no matter who you are um, you wanted to get kids excited about learning uh, to be yeah to be really good readers of literature but also to get really just excited about learning to be a person who is willing and and, and eager uh, to participate in, in good conversations with people and that's really what is the heart and soul of education it's what the heart and soul of this project is um, and what, what my course is really going to take a deep dive into. And I'll be in the course, too. I try to try to sort of come and make comments and, uh, you know, answer questions and all that stuff. Uh, and when other teachers take the course, you can sort of interact with other teachers and hear about the projects that they do in their classes and um, get ideas not just from me but from all teachers. And that's that's why this is called a teacher's workshop because it's, you know, me telling you about what I teach and you're listening to what other people uh, do in their classes. So it's this, you know, really exciting exchange. So please think about signing up for that class. Um, again, it's going to close Friday. Um, so you can do that on the teachersworkshop.com. And if you enjoyed listening, please go to my website or go to wherever you get your podcast and, and give me a review. And I'd really appreciate it. Thank you.